Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Podcast. I am Mike Noble, joined as always by my co-host Caleb Noble. Uh, today, June first, two thousand twenty-three, the Cardinals come into today twenty-five and thirty-two, uh, the fourth worst record in the National League. Moving on up, and only five games out of first place. Somehow, miraculously, by the grace of God. Yeah, and the Brewers are losing right now, so it could be four and a half by the time they play another game. Um, a lot has happened since we um, were on here last. It's just, you know, the, the tail end of the 19 games in 19 days was rough. I mean, I, it was obvious they were they were shot, um, offensively at least. But, you know, I think they're in a better – I mean, they entered – I mean, what were they? They were 14 games under 500 at one point in May to now be entering June only seven games under 500. It's not where you want to be, but it could have been way worse. So at least they're trending in a positive direction. Uh, what what is kind of disheartening, I guess, maybe disconcerting is the better word. Fifteen and thirteen in May, they did have the best record in the National League Central. All the other teams were under five hundred, I believe, in May, unless maybe one of them, the Reds, might have gotten to five hundred there at the end. I didn't, I didn't see there at the end where that that was. But what is disconcerting is you had such a good momentum run, and then to go into Cincy, who, by the way, is playing very good baseball. Let's let's not. I mean, we always. Everybody wants to discount Cincinnati as being you should beat them three or four. I'm not arguing that, but they are playing good baseball. But then you lose two or three to Cleveland, and then you split at home. Uh, really lackluster performance there on Monday against Kansas City. Uh, that's what kind of makes it worse. I mean, you could easily have been 19 and nine in May, and then we're having a whole different discussion. But some really rough outings on the road, and then coming home against Kansas City did not help that May record at all. No, and I mean, to be fair, they were well, one out away from winning the series in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they lost, but you saw that it's a loss. But, you know, they I don't know. I, I think they're trending in, a, in an OK direction. Um, we'll see if these two days off do them as as much good as I think it will. I honestly think having the two days off and then heading to Pittsburgh, who's not playing great baseball right now. It kind of it sets you up to really be able to, um, you know, hopefully win at least two out of three, maybe sweep them. And then, you know, you're entering next week in a much better spot than you thought. But they are on another road trip where, you know, you go to Pittsburgh and then you fly to Texas without a day off. So they can't keep using fatigue as an excuse. And they've got they've got to get going, though. Like, now's the time. Like, you can't – you've got to look up in July and say we're in a pretty good spot, you know. So they have to have a good month um, just so they can be in a spot at the trade deadline to actually be able to add. And it's, it's approaching faster than I think a lot of people are thinking right now. Um, the trade deadline in the second half of the season. So they've got to get it going right now. Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you guys for joining us. We apologize for the the little leg. We've been really busy <laughs> down here. Again, life got in the way. We are now growing to try to get back to at least two, maybe three a week, uh, try to get that going. Um, so thank you for joining us. You can find, obviously, our Twitter stuff here underneath our names if Caleb gets those names right. Uh, when, hopefully we'll do that in the bio. Also, hit that subscribe button. Subscriptions are really going up. We'd love to see that continue. Uh, shout out to the real MVP over there drinking Gatorade. Caleb's sort of under the weather today, but here he is showing up. Sort of like the Jordan flu game. Am I right? Yeah, not, not quite, but I guess so. <laughs> I, I'm fighting through it. Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing a great job. Uh, let's let's get let's kind of get through it and, and kind of go through a few things. I think the first thing we need to get to is is the rotation and and the pitching as a whole. Um, look, one thing that has happened, and you you kind of made the call that Stephen Matz has to be out uh, for at least one start out of the out of the rotation. 
We don't know yet if they're going to go to him or Libertor. They have not uh, confirmed that yet. Uh, either way, here's the frustrating thing. You've got Miles, who, by the way, let's start there. Let's start with Miles because he needs all the, the kudos you can give him. Um, I've been critical of Miles in the past. Uh, when he's great, he's great. He is on one of those stretches right now. Heading into his last start, uh, 2.47 ERA in the in, in last eight starts. So that, that dropped. I did not do the math. Don't I'm not even going to try to do the math. But a great seven innings, zero runs, 10K performance, 5-0 and in his last five starts. I mean, that's, that's where you have to start. You We've talked all year long. You have to have a guy you can go out and be that guy to give you six, seven every time out. Miles has been that guy. Yeah, I mean, he got you eight, which is about as much as you could ask for. Sorry, I said seven. My bad. Yeah, it was eight shutout. And, you know, him and Jack are kind of coming along pretty well right now. I think Miles has been, you know, the guy that, you know, at some at one point in time we were kind of nervous, you know, like did we extend the wrong guy? But I think – I think the fact that he wasn't starting in um, – he wasn't starting at the WBC. He didn't really have a normal spring training. I think it just got him off to a slow start. And, you know, kind of being back to who we saw last year, which obviously this team needs. Um, and then you just need to get, you know, two guys along with him. Like you, they are doing – like you need Jordan Montgomery and Jack Flaherty to follow suit. And Jack's been pretty good his last four outings. He's been pretty good. So you just need – like, I, I don't know. I mean, you're, I think they need to have three guys where you feel pretty good about it come the trade deadline, and then maybe hope that a fourth one comes along, and then you can go add another one and in your set. But Miles has been, I mean, he, he can probably be your number two in a playoff rotation, the way he's pitching right now, and you feel pretty good about it. But they still need that guy to slot ahead of him, like we've been saying, and no one's taking that right now. But he's Not been at great. all. And I think we all thought that would be Jordan Montgomery, to be really honest. And he has really gone the opposite way. As of late, uh, Adam Wainwright just can't. I mean, I, we, we are massive Adam fans. You're not, I'm not going to come on here and bash Adam Wainwright. I just think at 41, uh, that guy, he, that that this is who he is right now. I would love to see him go on to another one, uh, Wayno Scorched Earth tour and, and do what we've seen him do in the past when everybody starts to doubt him. It just doesn't feel like that that, that might happen. Um, and then you've got Mats and Libby. Mats has gone uh, more than six once since he's been a Cardinal, I think. And Libertor, we're big fans, but he also throws a lot of pitches and can't get out of the fifth. I mean, if, you, if you're not going to have three guys through the summer months when it really does heat up going five innings, this team is in for a lot of trouble. Uh, you got to have three guys going at least six or seven every night. Yeah, and I feel, I feel really good about Miles right now. I feel pretty good about Jack. He starts tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. But he's been really good lately. He was really good in Cleveland this weekend last weekend and um obviously he was he was all right against the Dodgers and start before that against the Brewers he was awesome um but I I just I don't know is Montgomery like he's leaving so many pitches over the middle of the plate right now I don't know what's going on um Wayno just you know it seems like he doesn't have the stuff anymore to get himself out of jams so maybe you do get the two bloop singles that he would have been able to pitch around at, you know last year two years ago it seems like every time that happens, he gives up an extra base hit because he's just – I don't know if he just doesn't have the stuff anymore or what what's going on. And I think the Matt's Libby thing, I think that's kind of already been decided considering Libby didn't come out of the bullpen at all last series and Matt's did. I think they decided already that it was going to be Libertor over Matt's um, or else I don't know why Libertor wouldn't have been in the bullpen available. So, I, I mean, we'll see where they go from there. They're going to need to add a start at the deadline if they're even in it, which I think they will be. And I mean, gosh, I'm tired of saying that. I feel like they have to add two starters every single trade deadline. Yeah, that's I was going to get to that here um, because I do kind of want your take on this. But just to go through it, 
over the last 30 days, when you take a look at, um, oh goodness, I apologize. My thing, Jordan Montgomery is six. I mean, he has a silver 60 RA in the last month. Like that's the guy you were counting on. And he was, he did show some really good signs and, and maybe, maybe there's something with mechanics, maybe these next two days he can work on it, but you need that. And, and this is where I was going to ask you next. This was actually going to be my next question. You got Miles and Jack right there. I mean, you might have to add two. You might actually have to legitimately add two arms to this staff. Uh, but by the the concern, I think for a lot of fans is by then, where are you? Here's what I'm going to say to those fans, and I understand what they're saying. The National League isn't great, except at the top. Atlanta playing very well, obviously. You have the Dodgers, obviously. Arizona has been a massive surprise. I don't think anybody's going to run away with this NL Central division. So even if, honestly, the Cardinals play 500 ball, which I do believe they will play better than that, come the beginning of July, they're not going to be out of it. That's how I kind of look at things. That, but if you had two arms, yeah, what like if you're, let's, again, put on one of those hats outside the Cardinal hat. If you're the GM, I mean, who if you had two arms, who are your – who are your other three guys? Like, do you think, honestly, it's Wayno, Libby, and Mati almost, like, doing a little tryout for that third that third guy to not be out of the rotation come the end of July? No, I mean, Wayno's never going to be out of the rotation unless he's hurt. Like, he just won't. Even if he should be, that's not going to happen. Um, I, I, don't, I, I still think Montgomery is going to be a fine three for you. Like, I think he'll be fine. He was really good at the beginning of the year. I, he'll figure it out. Like he's he's been a good solid starter his entire career. I don't have any reason to believe that what is he thirty years old that it's gonna just fall apart on him. So I think I think you I look at it like we got Miles he's been great I feel we feel good about where he's at. Jack's trending in a really good direction. We'll see if he keeps building off of it. And I think Monty's gonna stabilize and be fine. So I think it's those three. But you know I think a lot of the concern with fans is Wayno. I don't even know how how bad would Wayno have to pitch for them to take him out of the rotation in his final year. Like, I just don't see that happening. So I guess what I'm asking then, if you if we are sort of in the agreement that you might need two pitchers, are, are we looking at a place where, I mean, what do you do with Jordan Montgomery? What do you do with Matthew Libertor? What do you do with Steven Matz? You're not going to throw those three. Are, you, are those your three lefties in the pen? Is that what you're going to do with those guys? come out of the rotation. So you're so okay. So what I'm saying is, then you're only going to add one arm, is what you're telling me. One yeah, starting pitcher. That's what they'll do. That's what they'll do. And honestly, that that that'd be fine. I think. Like you, if you look at it and you were able to get a guy to slot, at least as an equal to Miles Michaelis, maybe ahead of him would be preferred. But get a guy that's about as good as him, and you have can have that guy, Miles, Jack, um, Monty. Wayno, like that's a fine, that's a fine five. We all know that you don't even need five starters for the postseason, so that wouldn't even matter. But as of right now, man, they they've got to get themselves into, they've got to play well enough to where the front office not only says, "Let's go get John Lester and Jay Happ." No offense to those guys, but that they're like, "This is the team that we can really go all in on and say, let's go get this guy that's going to really help us this year, and probably a guy that they're going to be able to keep for next year because." The rotation next year looks really bad, and it doesn't seem like they're going to extend Jack or Monty anytime soon. So they they're going to be in a they're in a bad spot for next year. They're in a bad spot this year, and I don't know. They can't keep ignoring it. Like I don't know how many years in a row they can ignore their rotation without it. Like I just don't get it. I don't get how they do this every year and then act surprised when it happens. Uh, 
I, I guess the thing is, you know, they, they say if they're doing the same thing over and over is insanity, but they just continue to do it. And I don't know that that's going to change now switching over to the bullpen just a little bit. Um, We've seen the change with Helsley and Geo now kind of as co-closers, which makes sense. I, I've said all along, I, I hate sometimes the pigeonholing of one guy into a role because all you're doing then is setting everyone up for failure. Like, let's put our guys in the best spot when we need them, no matter the inning, to be successful, whatever. But if you look at the bullpen, and again, this all, I mean, all of this is the domino effect of the starting rotation. Hicks has been amazing the last two weeks, like absolutely amazing. Um, Palante has been very good. He continues to be good. And Gallegos, those are the only three guys in the bullpen with an ERA under five and a half. Now, they all have one under 2.85. However, Verhagen, uh, Matt, I mean, I, well, I won't count him because most of his starts. Stratton, Helsley, Genesis, all over five and a half in the last two weeks. Like, that's not going to get it done. And, you know, I, I asked earlier in the season, somebody please explain Jordan Hicks to me because I never understood a guy with that nasty of stuff who was getting barreled up. Well, now I kind of am asking the same question about Ryan Helsley. Like he doesn't go two days in a row. I, I just watched Batista go three days in a row for saves for Baltimore. Like he tells me you can't count only in, in two. I, I get nervous about his location with his fastball. His baseball savant page makes him look like he might be the most elite pitcher in baseball. But when you look at the outcomes, he's blown four of 10 saves. Yeah. I mean, like we've said, talked about this on here before. Blown saves are weird sometimes. But yeah, that I mean, that outing against Cleveland was really bad. And like you can't walk. You know, you can't walk the bottom of of that order. Like, what was a Miles Straw? And I mean, Stephen Kwan's a good hitter, but you shouldn't be walking Stephen Kwan if you're Ryan Helsley. And then you have to pitch to Jose Ramirez, and obviously he beat you. But I, I mean, I still believe in Ryan Helsley. Like, he has a 3.5 ERA on the year. That's still really good. And it's, I, I just, I'm not too worried about him, honestly. Like, it's, he's really, really good. He was really good last year. He has some outings where they are kind of perplexing, but he's still like 1.2 whip. He still has, 29 strikeouts and 23 innings and like he's he's been he's been good for most of the year but when it's bad it's very noticeable because it's obviously in the ninth inning and it costs you games but I still I still believe in Ryan Helsley like if I were to here's my issue with the bullpen like you look at it I believe in Helsley I believe in Geo I believe in Hicks but after those three and Palante I guess it's kind of like a you know, not as good of a bullpen as you can have. I think they have some arms in this organization that can be elite strikeout arms at the at the big league level, but they make room for guys like Stratton, who's been fine, I guess, for Drew Verhagen, who hasn't been very good lately. Like, Stephen Mass is now in your bullpen. It, it's just, I feel like they don't maximize their roster, and I, that's what we'll talk about. But I just, I don't, I don't know how you have so many guys that are so untrustworthy um, in the bullpen. Yeah. And again, a lot of that is that domino effect from your starters. When they go four or five, you're going to get taxed. Like Ollie only has so many options. And then you had the influx situation. Let's talk, go ahead and get into the roster management stuff before we get to the offensive side of the ball. But when you look at it, you have 26. I've said it since day one. MLB is giving you 26 roster spots. Let's go ahead and utilize those. But when you have an influx rotation where you say, well, maybe we're going to use 20, a six-man rotation, maybe we're not. So now you're down a pitcher in the bullpen already because you don't know if you're going to use Matt's. You're not using Libertor because we might need him. It, now you're down a spot in the in the uh, bullpen. You have Trace Barrera, who, by the way, has two at-bats since he's been called up. Two at-bats in a month. Uh, we have a guy named Luke and Baker down there, and I understand like, I understand he, he's a first baseman, but we also have a DH spot here. And if you take a look at Luke and Baker's stats, 
This year, 309, he's slashing with a 425 OBP, a 618 slug, and a 1.043 OPS. He has 16 home runs and 51 RBIs. You're telling me let's not go ahead and maybe give that guy a shot to DH when we already have Gorman at second. We're playing our two middle infielders in the outfield anyway. By the way, Moises Gomez hit two more jacks last night. Jordan Walker went yard again last night. Uh, what is? Can you explain to, to me, like I'm five, what is going on with the rotation creation of the of the St. Louis Cardinals? Because we continue to just want to start Kisner and Contreras. By the way, Contreras, Arenado, and Dion at one point in the last in, up until the last game were two for their combined seventy in their last games. Yeah, um, they haven't been doing. I mean, yeah. I hold on. What I what question were you asking? But you just asked like five different things. <laughs> Well, I didn't. I didn't. There was one question in there. Just a lot of thoughts going into one question. What, why, what is going on with the roster creation of the St. Louis Cardinals? And part of that goes into why is Trace Barrera here? Why are we not maximizing our 26 spots at the major league level? Especially, by the way, when you're playing 19 games in a row and you probably need those 26 spots instead of 24. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I can't explain it. I think it's stupid. But like Trace Barrera shouldn't be on this team. I, I Juan Yepes has been pretty bad since he's been on this team. He hasn't played a ton, but when he's played, he hasn't made the most of his opportunities. Like I, I think that we're going to see a lot of guys up and down tomorrow before the game. Like I, I think Jordan Walker could be back. I don't think Luke and Baker is going to be on the team. I just don't think they actually believe what he's doing is sustainable. And I don't think that even matters because I, I don't think it is either. I don't think he's going to be this new, you know, juggernaut of a baseball player but that doesn't really matter because right now he is right now he's hot so bring him up but I don't see like I saw some people say bring up Gomez Baker and Walker I don't think that makes any sense those are three guys that like you don't need all three of them up but I, I don't get it I don't get it why why we went to a six-man rotation when our rotation when we knew our bullpen was getting taxed already I don't get why you know, you have guys in the bullpen that haven't performed at all. You have Trace Pereira on the roster at all. I don't get that. Um, it, it really is my numbing because the organization is really good at what they do. But at the same time, they do some things where you're like, how are you, you know, one of the best organizations in baseball year in, year out? And yet you do the dumbest things all the time that every like every fan, every writer, every podcast host, whoever is going to look at it and be like, this doesn't make any sense. And yet they're still doing it. And I don't get it. If Chris Pereira is still on the team tomorrow, no offense to him, I'll be shocked because it want to make it makes no sense to me. Yeah, and you know you can also throw in I think there you can also throw in Juan Yepes, right? Like he's on the team, but is he? I mean, how many? Well, he has fifteen at bats in the last fifteen days. Like you, you're you're playing all these games in a row. You've got in, obviously you got injuries to Carlson and Palomino, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, then the new thing pops up just recently, but. You got guys, we were struggling to score runs. Maybe we try something different. Like I said, oh, for our two for 70 from, and we keep throwing Dion at short. We keep throwing, I mean, Wilson, you're trying to get him in the DH when he's not catching. Guy's probably exhausted because he doesn't really get a lot of true days off. And now you're stuck with this because of that, Trace Barrera, when you could be giving other guys days off, like you could literally be using that roster spot for the last two weeks to really improve and get guys true days off, not just DHs, and give you some at-bats, major league at-bats, whether it is Gomez or it's Baker or, I mean, Jordan Walker, who I want to talk about in a little bit too. I, there's got to be somebody there who can help your team out more than Trace Barrett sitting on the bench, chewing sunflower seeds and watching the game. And it's not a shot at him. I'm not doing that. But he does. you shouldn't be on this team. 
No, he shouldn't. Um, do you want to get into Jordan Walker? Because absolutely, because he he started to play really well. Um, had some interesting comments over the week, which I think over the weekend, which I think might have been blown out of proportion. I don't. I think he might have been talking like more about his mentality than about not doing what the Cardinals wanted to do. I think it was more about how he goes up to the play with his approach. Agreed. But um, I am I am very interested to see. I think you could see him up tomorrow. It wouldn't surprise me if he's up. I mean, they need they. You sent him down because of a glut of outfielders, and now you have Tommy Edmond and Brendan Donovan, Donovan playing outfield every single day. And so there's no glut of outfielders anymore. I don't know why. Like, now seems like the perfect time to bring him back. I know his season-long AAA numbers aren't great, but he's batting something like 350 over his last two weeks, I think it said. And he just homered again, like you said, last night. I, I think you see him back on Friday. I really do. Um, with the kid in right field, you know, let Tommy play short. You know, maybe Paul DeYoung isn't the everyday guy at second at shortstop anymore. Or even if he is, even if you want Paul to keep playing, you put Tommy at second and you can put Gorman at the DH spot. But I just I don't understand why I wouldn't I wouldn't understand why you want to bring him back up when there's finally like the the, the glut of outfielders is cleared out. Like give the kid a chance. You thought he was good enough in May to I mean in April to bring him up with the team. I, I don't know why now you seem so reluctant to bring him back. Yeah, the comments from Walker, I think, caught everybody, including myself at first when I read them, caught it, brought it, took everybody a little bit of back, like, oh, he's just bucking the system. When I agree with what you're saying, I don't think that's really what he was trying to say. What he was saying was, I'm trying this, it's not working. So I'm gonna just go back and do what I you know, do what I can. Um, I thought those were honest comments. And if you read the whole article, it was a very honest article from Jordan Walker, which at 20 years old, thank you, by the way. Um, but yeah, I and I just don't know what Moises Gomez, and I know he's not very good defensively. But Alec Burleson also, by the way, if we're going to be honest, I mean, he's not doing much on this team at all. Offensively, he doesn't help you defensively in the outfield. I'm a Burleson fan. I want to see him be successful. I want to see all these guys be successful. But it's not like Alec Burleson is giving you massive, high-leverage MLB at-bats every night either. Like, maybe yeah, let's try a change. That's a different role. Like, Moses Gomez is not left-handed. And- I understand that, but – of course, like that's the obvious answer there, but that's not what I'm saying. Like we can't, we have to quit getting caught up on who's left-handed, who's right-handed. Let's go ahead and let's get some of the best of bats in there. We've got Donovan. We've got guys from the left Newt when he's back. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Have yet to hear. We got guys who can hit from the left side. That's fine. But if your other great hitters are from the right side, let's not just keep them at triple a because they don't hit left-handed. That doesn't make any sense when the people who are hitting left-handed aren't giving you any production at all. Yeah, I get it. I just I don't know what Moises Gomez's role is on this team. Like I just I don't know. And I'm intrigued to see if they bring him up or not. But can you hear that in the background? Yeah. No, I can't. I mean, hopefully not. I can hear it out there. Yeah, obviously somebody's out there weed whacking. I don't know. But I think I mean Burleson, I don't think he's gonna be sent down, honestly. Uh I, I would like to see Gomez. I just don't I don't know. Like, are you gonna play him in the outfield? Probably not. Y'all can DH him over Nolan Gorman. You know, you'd have to send down Juan Yepes if you're going to bring up Gomez. Like, you, that's what, that would be the trade-off there. And I just don't know if Moises Gomez is going to be a better major league hitter than Juan Yepes. I just don't know. You're, and, and, well, the fact is we're never going to know if we don't actually give him a chance. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. Right now, we know who Alec Burleson is. I'm not saying he can't get dramatically better. Um, and to be honest, like, lately, he's been okay. Whatever. But... I, I just don't know what he gives you as, as such a high quality 
I don't know. Maybe it's, it's not Alec Burleson's fault. I don't think he's the problem. I don't think anybody's necessarily the problem. I think right now as a team, they just haven't come together and gelled. And I, I, I do question what's the identity of this team. I, I don't know that we've found that yet. And, and sometimes that takes teams a while, you know, last year at Philadelphia, it took them a long time. Then they found it Atlanta two years ago, same way. I just feel like they're searching. Uh, Nato is hot and then he's not. And then he hasn't been hot. And then he's not like it. It just feels like they're really grasping at straws constantly. And it feels like they also have an inability to maybe just try different things when maybe at least try them. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, I, I, I think that weed whacker is the loudest thing ever. So hopefully that's not showing up on here. But <laughs> um, I think we saw the identity in Milwaukee and L.A. when they played those two teams and went five and two. Um, it's you're going to out hit the other team. Like that's where you're at right now. Having good pitching performances is great, but you need this. This team needs a slug, or they're not going to be good, and that's where they're at. Like Nolan Gorman has been re- really bad lately the last couple last couple games, just because he was so red. It was obviously going to come, but I I don't know. Like Nolan Arnado needs to be better if this team is going to get to where it needs to be. Like he has been, he's been like so. Uh, his overall his season's been awful. He had about a week stretch where he was good. Other than that, he was he's been awful consistently. Like he needs to be better. I'm like I even look at his stats. He's a three ten on base percentage. That's not good enough. Like he doesn't take walks. He's striking out. He swings at everything. Like I, I some of his at bats are just awful. Like they're kind of pathetic sometimes. He's just chasing everything. And I, I don't know how to get how they can get him right. But if he's not going to step up, like this team is in trouble. They, they he's the highest paid player on the team for a reason. He's not playing like it. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's talk a little bit about Tyler O'Neill. What's we have no idea what's going on again with Tyler O'Neill. You and I have been on this uh, broadcast quite a bit and been hot, massive fans and supporters of Tyler O'Neill. It's really starting to wear on everyone. And I think it's wearing on the, I think it's not just wearing on the fans. I think it's wearing on Ollie from his comments. I think it's worn on the front office. I'd be shocked if Tyler O'Neill's on this team come August. He shouldn't be. Like, I, I don't know why. I, I think I'm just over it. Like, between him not hustling and then, and like, and I get that people want to blame Ollie for that situation, but I still believe that he wasn't doing what he needed to be doing. Um, between it seems like a lot of the stuff he does has, like, an agenda behind it, like trying to play center field, even though he's saying that he's trying not to get hurt so he's not running his hardest all the time. But then why are you trying to play center field? Like, it's been very I – can, I can't imagine how frustrating it's been for – the Cardinals, and obviously we saw the great 2021 season, but at the end of the day, that seems like the outlier. Like, that's not something he's been doing lately. Like, not only is he injured all the time, but when he's on the field, he's been bad. Like, he has a 71 OPS plus this year with negative war, negative 0.5 war. He's been bad. He's gotten, like, visibly worse defensively even in left field. Um, I don't know what is, what's going on with him, but I don't, I don't see how you can give him another legitimate chance, especially since Brendan Donovan has been so good in left field for you. Yeah, and, and also Donovan, very good. Like, not just offensively, he's played fine defensively. Like, he's been a spark plug that, at times that this team has needed. Uh, where do we stand on Dylan Carlson? Any idea? Um, He'll be back soon, I think. I bet you he's back probably around maybe maybe after the Texas series, something like that. Okay. Um, It'll be nice to have him back. You need some guys that can play center field and take a um, – I don't know how much he's going to play, which is interesting to me because 
that's that that's the thing where like if they don't bring up Walker or Gomez, then then he's obviously Carlos will probably go back in center field. But if they do bring up Jordan Walker on Friday, like some people think they will, then is that when like is Dylan Carlson gonna have a, a role again when he gets back? Is he gonna be the everyday center fielder like he was before he got hurt? Like I, I the thing that's so frustrating is these the those two is and um Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson. Like they have, they have chances to take it, the job and run with it, but then they get injured, which is not always their fault, but they're not taking their opportunities of running with them at all. Agree. As aren't a lot of people, if we're going to be honest, like let's, you know, um, I think there's a lot of that going around this year and it's been really frustrating. And I'm talking more in the, in the rotation, in the bullpen more than our everyday players, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting path. It's almost going to get us back if they call Walker up back to where we were opening day when Carlson comes back. And now we're like, well, who do we play? And it feels like every guy, every group we throw out there is the wrong group. Um, I just like to see this team get on a little bit of a roll here going into Pittsburgh. You got your two days off. You've got your rest. Pittsburgh struggling a little bit. Oviedo's been really good his last few starts, though, which I, I do we get Oviedo? I didn't even look. Should have looked at that. Um, I'm not even sure who we face, but we probably do, which means he will shut us down. No doubt about it. Um, and then Keller has been really good for them, we don't. but he pitched yesterday. So I don't think we're going to get him. We don't get Oviedo uh, or Keller though. That that's, no, we those... get, we get Contreras Ortiz and Hill. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. Although Rich Hill, Rich Hill's going to work his 58 year old magic somehow from the left side, <laughs> that guy, he's yeah. like the guy in major league, no doubt about it. Um, a couple other things, Newt. Any new news on Newt? Have we heard anything substantial on maybe when he's going to be back? I, I know they said, what they say, a back spasms or something like that? Yeah. So he made that, that great play in center field and hit his back, and I guess it just um, ended up tightening up on him and spasming. I think I think he'll be back this weekend, if I had to guess. If not, he'll go on the 10-day IL, but I think he'll be back hopefully tomorrow. Um, that's my guess. It didn't seem too serious. He just hit his back and I think probably hit a nerve or something. I, originally when it happened, I thought, um, I thought it was his leg. I thought he had torn something. Thank God that's not what happened. But I think he'll be back probably this weekend, if I had to guess. Uh, we have talked on here quite a bit about the change in Nolan Gorman and the new Nolan Gorman approach. Uh, if I were to have asked you six months ago, let's not even say that. Let's say three months ago. If late in the game, a roll this Chapman's back to throwing 102, is Nolan Gorman taking in a bat against him? That would have been part one of the question. And part two, would he put together such a good at bat that he would hit a sick sack fly to the outfield to drive in a massive run to get the team a win? What would you have said? I would have said that he I would not have been taking that at bat. That's what I would have said. Right, right. Like, I, I can't even imagine being a lefty facing a roller Chapman. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's been really impressive against left-handed pitching. Like, like we kind of talked about – you know, he's, he's not your best option against those guys, but he kind of is like, he kind of is your best option against anyone right now. And it's really impressive. I don't know what changes he made in this off season. Like I know some of them, but the way that he's like that ball, he hit off of um Victor Gonzalez. Yes. Uh, he's, 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 he's hitting tanks against lefties. Yep. He's in doubles against lefties. He's been very impressive. And it's kind of, it's cool to see the Cardinals finally have a guy that they've developed. That's actually coming into his own. And being the guy for you, like he's betting third for you. I did not see right. that coming this year. No, it's really um, cool now. Let me take it a step further. When do you start thinking about 
a Nolan Gorman extension? Do you wait till the end of the, I mean, there's no need to rush it. I understand that we, the Cardinals have rushed themselves into extensions in the past. I feel like this is different with a 23 year old former top overall prospect, first round draft pick. This isn't the Paul Dion extension. This isn't the Matt Carpenter extension at 30 age 35 or whatever it is. This isn't the, even the Michaelis either extension. This is different. This is a different level. We've seen what the Braves have done. Obviously, Michael Harris Jr. or Michael Harris III, sorry, struggling this year a little bit. But that's, I mean. Michael Harris the second. Second. Okay, whatever it is. Third, junior, the second, whatever. Michael Harris struggling this year. Austin Riley struggling a little bit. We know that when it gets hot, those two teams, those two guys are probably going to heat up. When do you start thinking about an Nolan Gorman extension if you're the St. Louis Cardinals? Um, a couple weeks ago. That's when I would have started thinking about it. I would give him an extension if he's willing to take it, which I would assume he would be willing to. Um, he's kind of like exactly what you want if you're the Cardinals. Like he, he's very mal-tempered. He goes about his work. We know how hard he works. We've talked about that a lot. Um, he's kind of everything you could want in a young star. You know, he's left-handed. They haven't made a, they haven't developed a left-handed hitter like, like him in my lifetime. Like Matt Carpenter wasn't that big of a power threat for most of his career. So, I, I mean, I think it's something that they should definitely be looking into. I don't know if they are. Um, I would guess that they probably are. But I would say if you're around the all-star break and he's still doing this and he's starting it, by the way, both for him um, as a starting second baseman. But if he's yes. at the all-star game and that's when I, you start to have those conversations, I think. But like him and I, I mean, I would talk to New Bar too. Like they're, those are the two guys that right now they're your one and three hitters. And they're both they're both trending in a good direction. They're both guys that we thought could be what they are, and they haven't let us down at all. So I think those are two guys you could look at and say, we're gonna try and lock these guys up maybe for you know, buy out two free agent years and buy out all the RB years and just get them around for a, a little bit longer, like the Braves have done with a lot of guys. Like I wouldn't be opposed to doing that with either of those two guys. I agree 100 percent And when you look at Jordan Walker on the come up. Mason Wynn has been incredible at Memphis. He continues hit another hit another bomb the other was it last night or two nights ago. Um, he he continues to to develop and project the way we want. I mean, let's go ahead and you got you're going to have a decision on Goldie at the end of next year. Next year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, if if I'm giving him two years to keep him a Cardinal for the rest of his life, I think that's an easy decision yeah. right These there. Be a You've got Nato locked up. You've got Contreras for four more years. Um, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get this nucleus. Like everybody wants to talk about a window closing. Well, let, let's open that window a little bit longer by by getting that roster set and that nucleus of the team with New Bar, Gorman, Arenado, Goldschmidt, and Contreras. And then you got Walker Win on the way. Not to mention you've got the other young guys. Like I that's that's sort of why I want to see what Luke and Baker can do. I want to see what Moises Gomez can do because then you can make some decisions on whether it's trading other guys, trading them or where you're going to go in the future, especially come the offseason or the trade deadline. Because I don't think it's out of the question, Caleb, that they might be looking for another bat at the trade deadline, depending on what happens with Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson. I, I really think – I'm not saying – I'm not advocating for that. I'm simply saying I don't know that that would be out of the conversation. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that's going to happen, honestly. I think they've got so many options. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're going – they might need an outfielder, which we didn't see coming, but <laughs> – I think as long as they stay relatively healthy, they won't need one. Like even even with a, those guys down, you look at the lineup and it's still every day you feel pretty good about their their ability, their opportunities to score. But yeah, I mean, I'm okay with Luke and Baker coming up because at this point he's 26 years old. 
he's never going to be a starter for you. Like he's never going to surpass Paul Goldschmidt. No one's going to think that he's never going to take a pass no. away from Nolan Gorman or even Wanya Pez maybe, but he, so bring him up. Like if he's your bench bet, he's your bench bet. Like developing bench bets is a good thing, but he's 26 years old. Like, what are you waiting for? Like you're not going to trade him for anything of crazy value. So I, I think it's probably time to bring him up and see what he can do. But if, just Agreed. because like what he's never going to be a starter here. So if you bring him up and say he needs playing time, no, he doesn't because he's never going to get that here. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100 um, percent Hopefully you can't hear the guys that are working in our yard. If you can, we apologize. Cable clean that up. The audio. Um, yeah, it never fails. We sit down to record and something is going to happen, especially in this city. It never ever fails. Um, before anything you want to talk about with the Pirates series leading into Pittsburgh. Anything you want to go, anything we missed that we should be hitting on? Uh, by the way, thank you, everybody, for joining us. As always, you can find us on Twitter. Hit that little subscribe button. We'd love to have you interact, comment. We'd love to hear everything. We promise we will be back uh, doing more of these now that everything's sort of situated. Well, we won't be able to at the end of this series because we're going to be in um, Texas. But, yeah, okay, so I, there's not anything I really want to hit on for the Pirate Series, but we do need to give our predictions. Okay. Um, and player of the of the series, so you can go. Okay. That. Um, my prediction is we take two of three. I haven't been that optimistic in a while. And my my player is Brendan Donovan, a guy I don't think we've picked all all year, but he is. He just seems to be seeing the ball well. He, he's getting every day at bats. He, he's putting together great at bats. He's playing in the outfield, playing in the infield. He just seems to do everything, and he just seems to be the type of spark plug. That if hopefully Newt is back, but if not, you're going to need a Brendan Donovan to step up. And I just kind of feel like maybe he could have a really big series in Pittsburgh because he's going to play all three games. Yeah. Um, I, I think they sweep. I do. Cause I think they're going to be rested. I think Pittsburgh's really bad. And I think they're starting to realize that they're really bad. And I honestly would have picked two out of three, but th- who they're facing is pretty promising that we don't get Keller or Oviedo. So that I'm is gonna huge. Say, I'm going to, I'm going to take a sweep because I think they're pitching Michaelis on Sunday, which feel really good about that. They're pitching Jack tomorrow on Friday. I feel good about that. And then Saturday, I think it's probably going to be Libertor. I feel pretty good about all three of those. Um, and my player is going to be Nolan Gorman. I think he's going to have another big series. He's been kind of cold lately. I think he's going to turn it back on. So I'm taking Gorman. Okay. All right. Uh, as Caleb mentioned, we leave tomorrow morning. Hopefully he's feeling better. So hopefully we can get there. Uh, we leave tomorrow morning. We, Caleb and I are headed to, to Houston. To watch the Astros Angels tomorrow night. Get to see Otani pitch. We have uh, front row Crawford boxes. That's going to be a party. Um, they are doing a happy hour at five. So you have to feel better. Like you have to. There are Budweiser's to be drank in Houston tomorrow night. You have to feel better. Um, you don't. You don't look like you're ready to commit to that yet. Uh, we were going to go to Saturday's game with Jeremy Pena bobblehead day. I don't think we're going to hit that. But we are heading up then uh, to northern to north. East Texas, maybe uh, towards Dallas area. My cousin lives up there. We're going to stay with him. And then we're going to the Monday night Rangers Cardinal game at the new Ranger stadium. That will be fun. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to see hopefully a lot of uh, see of Cardinal red, not Ranger red down there, but the Rangers playing great baseball that I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm as much as I cannot wait to watch Otani pitch tomorrow night and be in Houston and see all those, those superstars trout and Otani and Braggy and all of those superstars in that, in that, uh, Oh, we get, who's he going against two tomorrow night. It's um big dog. Javier. Javier. Oh, that might be, we might be, we better enjoy the Budweiser's because we might only get like an hour and 45 minutes of them tomorrow night. I know those offices can bang. <laughs> I, I don't know if um they've announced that it's Javier yet. 
but I think it's okay. Okay. But yeah, looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. And then to get to see that Rangers team who leads to 6.84 runs a game, I think it is. Uh, that team can rake. Luckily, I have three of those guys in my fantasy lineup every day. Yeah, I mean, I have Altuve, so that's fun. <laughs> but well, my, he my does not play on sucks. Texas. Oh, I thought, you, not... I thought you were talking about Houston still. Never mind. Oh, the Rangers. The Rangers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah so we'll get to yeah. see the Cardinals. I'm always excited to get to see them with no baseball down here in the 504 outside of college, uh, which, by the way, college regional start tomorrow, which will be awesome. Go LSU. LSU Tulane backs their way in 19 and 40. Uh, win like five or seven games in the conference tournament, and hey, you get right up the road. You get to go play LSU. Good luck. Well, yeah, you're 19 and 40. You shouldn't get much of a break there. I uh, know. And then Nickel State, who had a really good year down here, gets sent to Miami. Like, what are we? You know, some of these teams, it, it's not set up well. But anything else you need to hit on? No, I'm good. Um, just a few shout-outs. One, Craig Kimbrell, eighth player in MLB history to reach 400 saves. Look, future Hall of Famer, as far as I'm concerned, the second one this year, Jansen got there. Uh, Billy Wagner should be in the Hall of Fame. Can we go ahead and put, put him in as well? But, Kimbrough, that's a, that's a what an accomplishment, man. 400 saves. That's shout-out, Craig Kimbrough, um, especially with that wind-up and that delivery and everything else. That's pretty incredible. Um, second, shout-out to my guy, Billy Cunningham, for hooking me up. We Down here, we there's a massive battle, it seems like, with every streaming service with MLB TV. He hooked me up with a service that gets me MLB TV plus a few other channels that I I say that liberally that I really, really seem to enjoy. Uh, shout out. I appreciate his help with that. Also, also been using a lot of pictures on our Twitter and our Facebook page. I, I usually rip those right from Cardinals from the Cardinals Twitter page. Since they put them out, I either retweet them or copy the link or whatever. Found out the other day. Most of those are from a buddy of mine, Billy Hurst. So I want to give him a shout out, Cardinal photographer, Billy Hurst, also owner of Riverbend Records, a good friend of mine. If you're in the Riverbend, go support his place. But also he takes some killer videos. All the cool pics you saw, Player of the Week of Gorman, that were going around, those were all his. Um, so all those that I'm ripping, Billy, I want to give you a shout out because I'm, I can't do the background to find out the photo credit of everyone. I'm just going to assume it's yours and they're fucking badass. So keep it up. Yeah, those pictures are really cool. So and obviously Billy's a friend of all of us in the family so that's pretty cool i didn't know that i didn't knew i didn't yeah. know that until you just yeah. said that he so. said he, he posted on our facebook thing he's like i thought those pictures look familiar uh so i put photo credit by him because i do want to give him credit like that dude is out there working his butt off and he does a great job for the cardinals taking pictures and you know so a lot of those shots you see especially in the home games are billy's uh he does i think he does it for the blues too am i right with that i have no idea I think so. Anyway, shout out support his record store. Uh, go check out all of that. But just assume I'm just going to assume most of those pictures I'm I'm ripping from the Cardinals Twitter page or from Billy. By the way, Cardinals, let's go and give him some credit. Yeah, let's let's wrap this up. I'm sweating <laughs> profusely over here. I think Kale's fever broke, so that's a good thing. Let's get him healthy so we can go have some Mexican food and Budweisers tomorrow night before the Astros and and uh, and the Angels play. Uh, listen, thank you guys, as always. We greatly appreciate you. Hopefully, hey, you got college baseball this weekend to watch. You've got uh, MLB, the Cardinals, in, in action in, in Pittsburgh this weekend. You've got a lot of things going on. We've got Father's Day coming up soon. We're heading to Houston and to Dallas, so looking forward to that. Everybody have an amazing weekend. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Go Cards.